This is the DCN Weekly, the podcast that is a regular roundup of Australia's maritime and logistics news. This episode is for the week ending the 14th of July, 2023. I'm DCN journalist Abby Williams. In the news this week, the government officially declared an offshore wind zone off the Hunter Coast. Federal Minister Chris Bowen announced the wind zone on Wednesday during a visit to Newcastle. The area covers 1,800 square kilometres of ocean between Swansea and Port Stephens and is expected to generate up to 5 gigawatts of wind power. It is the second offshore wind zone declared in Australia after an area in the Bass Strait was announced in December last year. Mr Bowen said the Hunter Zone has a smaller footprint than what was first proposed, but that the adjustment would enable safe management of shipping and other sea industries. And following the offshore wind zone announcement, the Port of Newcastle revealed that 30 organisations had agreed to get involved in the port's development of a clean energy precinct. Some of the partnership agreements were signed during the minister's visit this week. To date, Port of Newcastle has signed 15 memoranda of understanding agreements to support the development, storage and export pathway enablement of a clean energy economy at the port. The formal MOU agreements are backed by 15 other organisations via letters of support or letters of intent for collaboration. Port of Newcastle CEO Craig Carmody said the announcement shows the strength of the port's position in clean energy. We have brought together some of the most significant domestic and multinational organisations to drive this project forward. Coupled with the Commonwealth Government's $100 million investment in this project, we are ensuring that the Hunter remains the world leader in energy exports. The port has earmarked 220 hectares of land for its clean energy precinct. It aims to have the precinct fully operational by 2028. In other news, the Australian Maritime Safety Authority has banned general cargo ship BBC Pearl. AMSA said inspectors found failures of the safety management system, a defective emergency generator and defective fire dampers during an inspection in Cairns. BBC Pearl was detained in Cairns for four days until the serious deficiencies were rectified. It then proceeded to Port Hedland where the banning notice was issued. The vessel is the second Brise heavy lift ship that AMSA has banned from Australian waters in less than a month. The authority has warned the ship's operator that future safety violations would lead to strict enforcement action. And also, construction has started on the Summerton Intermodal Terminal, a key hub in Melbourne's Port Rail shuttle network. The Intermodal Terminal Company is building the $400 million freight terminal at the Oztrack Business Park in Melbourne's north. The Summerton Terminal is expected to increase efficiency and safety for freight operators, exporters, farmers and producers. Its integration with the $58 million Port Rail Shuttle Network means that containerised freight could be moved directly to the Port of Melbourne for export. ITC expects the terminal, once at capacity, to reduce truck activity on Melbourne roads by some 500,000 trips. And finally, the Australian Rail Track Corporation is creating a new subsidiary company to govern the delivery of the Inland Rail. The new company is Inland Rail Proprietary Limited and it will have its own board. The announcement of a new company follows an independent review of the Inland Rail project and, more recently, a statement of expectations released by the federal government. Robert Rust was appointed chair of the company and Louise Thurgood as deputy chair. Dr. Kerry Schott, who is currently acting chair of the ARTC, will sit on the board as a non-executive director. Peter Duncan will replace Dr. Schott on the board when he resumes his role as ARTC chair. Aaron Flaherty, James Kane, and Vivian King have also been appointed to the board. 
That's all for the top stories for the week ending on the 14th of July. For more on these stories and for more up-to-date maritime news, head to thedcn.com.au. Thanks for listening. Thank you.